excuse me. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the JC and Bill Sportscast. I'm Bill. I'm JC. And we're back. Uh, we've both had a few busy couple of months. Um, I've been preparing to move. Uh, still got a few things left to go through, but um, my end of the move is done. Um, just got to get some other parts here and there. What have you been up to lately? Oh, work, turnaround season, chores around the house, getting the garden going. You know, when you got an acreage, got to fix a fence, a bunch of other stuff that's happened over the winter. So, yeah. Right. Everything's been busy and now I'm working every second weekend. Right. So, you know, there when you, you get go. the time to do it, you do it. Yep. And then I'm off to Mexico next week, next Friday. <laughs> so. Where, where in Mexico? I'm curious. Uh, headed down to Cancun for ah. a resort called Live Aqua. I've heard nothing but great reviews of it. Trank beside the tourist area, market there, little island just across. So that's where we'll be, me and the wife, enjoying a, a vacation after two years of not being able to do anything. I hear you. So, you know, it's time to get going. Yep. Well, we have a lot to discuss because it's been a couple of months since we've last done an episode. Um, I guess we'll start with what is going on in baseball right now. And really what's going on in baseball is the New York Yankees are being dominant. Both New York teams are being dominant. Yeah. But I think if the Mets and the Yankees, but the Yankees have, you know, the yeah. Yankees have definitely taken the taken the ball and ran with it this year. They have. Um, as of this recording, the Yankees have an eight-game lead on Toronto, nine on Tampa, and then twelve and a half on Boston. Not even yeah, and all three AL East teams right now represent the wild. Even, but even the three AL East teams represent the uh, wild card. Yeah, they do. Spots. Under, under under the format right now, they would. Um, see, and 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 I hate to, I hate to beat the drum again and again, when it comes to the Yankees, because right now we're in the middle of June and there's still a lot of baseball to be played it's when they get to the postseason you know are they going to finally be able to hold up you know when they need to the most or are we going to see another collapse in October Yeah, that's going to be the thing, right? Uh, older, you know, they're, they have an older squad. We'll see what happens. Uh, Donaldson, one-game suspension got upheld, whether the team will take him back or not after his situation. Right. We will see about that. Uh, pitching's been been dominant. Aaron Judge is on a tear. I think, honestly, the New York pitching is what is surprising me the most. Because... You had sent me a message yesterday, and I, I didn't reply, but I'm going to agree with you. Aaron Judge is going to get a big contract 
no matter where he ends up, especially with the way this year's gone. It's the way they're pitching. The Yankees pitching has been going because, you know, everyone, even ourselves, we were talking about, you know, the Mets pitching with DeGrom and Scherzer, and DeGrom hasn't even started a game yet this year. Scherzer's currently on the IL, and here you've got the Yankees who might have right now the best rotation not only in the American League, but all of Major League Baseball right now. Yes, Severino back. He's pitching well. Uh, I think Coates there, he's pitched well. Uh, they're just, yeah, they've just been dominating. I mean, the pitching was good last year. It was the offense that kind of held them back. Mm-hmm. And this year, it's all coming together. Now, granted, you know, they play in a diamond that, I mean, most people could probably hit a home run out of. So... Let's take into consideration that. We can also take into consideration that they've really beat up on some of the weaker teams. Mm-hmm. Right? They've had 13 games against the Orioles already. So let's wait till they get to the Red Sox and the Jays coming up here and the Astros. Yeah, and, and, and we, know, will mention, I mean, we will mention the Orioles a little later on because I have an opinion on uh, a recent statement that came out about them. But... Oh, yes. Um, I, I, I think you know. Look, looking at the American League in general, because obviously the Yankees are leading the pack, and then Houston is there as well. I think the team that has to be the most disappointing, and I, and I was watching PTI yesterday. I, I gotta agree with them. I, I think the White Sox have been the most disappointing team in all of baseball this year. I mean, I had them going to the World Series this year, and here they are right now, six games back. Although the Central is a winnable division, so they're not really out of it at this point. But that club, with the talent they have, they should be in first place. Should have a few games up, and. I don't know what in the world Trey or not Trey Turner, Tony LaRusa was doing last week telling his pitcher to do the intentional walk on Trey Turner when they got a one two count on him and you could have probably gotten him out. Yeah, that was weird and the chance of fire LaRusa and I mean they are they have been what the probably the Besides the Mariners, I think they've been the, the most surprising and disappointing team of the season so far. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I mean, you look at Freddie Freeman's face when they walked Trey Turner. You know, it was just like – and, I mean, they've been beat up with injuries and they've had a few scuffles in the dugout lately and off-field, you know, things like that. And it's just it – there's just... no way to take the bull by the horns. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I don't think they're going to fire LaRusso. Not yet. If, if they decide to, I don't think they will. Because you're in June, and, and like I said, you're in a division where it is winnable. You're only six back of the Twins. And at some point, everyone is going to get healthy. Everyone is going to get better. And... You know, everyone's going to come together. And and I really think if they can get it together and they get it at the right time, they should be able to pass Minnesota. 
but Minnesota's been a really good team this season. And, and it's really showing with, you know, the acquisitions they made in the offseason with the trades and the signings. Um, but I think Chicago's still in the mix. I, I really do. I'm not giving up on the White Sox just yet. No, but the White Sox are kind of like that uh, San Diego Padre hype, don't you think? I mean, San Diego's been doing things quietly this year. You haven't heard much about them. Yeah. They're winning games where Chicago is just, they're in the news for all the all the wrong reasons, almost. Mm-hmm. And actually, you know. and actually, that's a good transition because I had said back when we did our predictions for the baseball season that if the Padres were in the mix in in, in the National League West by Memorial Day, and this is without Tatis, I think they have a shot. And we're past Memorial Day. We're in the middle of June. Here they are. They're tied for first with the Dodgers. And their best player has not come back yet. And he will at some point soon. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be back. I think he's going to start taking some swings here. But, I mean, you know, that's a player that kind of put himself before the team. And, right, Mm -hmm. with his accident and things like that. So, it's, you know, I mean... Hey, when you get pay that kind of money, you know, maybe you don't have all the freedoms you think you have. Yeah. Right? You know, it's the team first, right? And you see these players who, I mean, Acuna Jr. did it, right, when he went after Freeman after Freeman left. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's this, a way things were ran, right? Yeah, you're young, you know, you're going to want to do things different. But at the same part, I mean, you got benched because you didn't run out a ball in the playoff game a few years ago. Right. And you kind of quiet down now, too, so... You know, as they get older and mature, hopefully it shows. I... Well, we will see. I would not be surprised if, you know, and, and we're, and, you know, we got a long way to go. But I wouldn't be surprised if we come into a situation on the final week of the season where the Dodgers and the Padres are playing for the division title. I think well, it wouldn't happen. surprise me either. I mean, the yeah. Giants have kind of, the Giants have kind of slid down, but I mean, they swept the Dodgers this past week. That's a big thing. That's a huge yeah. thing for them. Yeah. So I mean, and baseball's funny, right? I mean, you could hit five hard line drives, get nothing. Next next game, you hit three CNI singles and score three runs, right? Mm-hmm. So baseball is a funny way of making itself even out throughout the whole year. Yep. Very true. Um, National League Central, uh, it's a two-team race, St. Louis and Milwaukee. Um, everybody else is just being there to just be there at this point. Yeah, Cincinnati's kind of, I don't know what's going on with them. What? What happened? I had you guys win in the division. I, I think they, I don't know. It's kind of weird, right? I mean, they got some good young players that just went on that huge losing streak. And, you know, you think Bottle's going to be gone here at the trade deadline, maybe a few others. So. We'll have to see. And then um, the National League East, that, that's that been getting competitive as of late. Despite the Mets losing, you know, or having their two best pitchers on the IL, they're still in first place. Atlanta's got this 12-game winning streak right now. They're only five back. 
Philly, after getting rid of Joe Girardi, they had a nice long winning streak. They're back over 500. So that division is not yet won by the Mets. No, and I mean, the Mets were like this last year, right? Weren't they in, they're leading the division and then they kind of collapsed and then Atlanta took over. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. They get, they get, uh, they get DeGrom back, right? And they get Scherzer back and should definitely stabilize that rotation even better. But I, I think the difference between what happened to them last year and what possibly could happen this year is Buckshaw Walter's not going to let them collapse. There's no way he will let this team collapse. Unless the injuries start to mound up and it gets more and more, and then you know you get to a point where Atlanta's going to pass him, then there's trouble. But Showalter is not going to let these guys, you know, he's just not going to let them got, off easy. Six, got, yeah. And, I mean, we're 60 games into the schedule right now, so we got 100 games left. Mm-hmm. So it'll be very, very interesting to see where everything goes. And um, I do want to talk about real quick because it's been the talk here where I live, and that is the whole situation with the Baltimore Orioles and the rumor of them moving. And I've, I've heard this for a while. I know this became news um, just recently, but it's been something that's been kind of talked about for a while over here. And um, earlier this week, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, one of the sons, I think it was uh, Louis Angelos, made a statement. No, John Angelos, pardon me. John Angelos made a, sent on the press release basically saying the Orioles are never leaving. We are not moving the club. Um, I, I, I'll say this because I was an O's fan when I was a kid. Um, I'm, I'm still a fan, even though I talk more about the Nationals than I do the Orioles, but I'm still a fan of the, of the Orioles. My thing is... It's like, we've heard this before. And and, and what I mean by we, I mean the Baltimore, D.C. area, and in particular, what happened with the Colts 40 years ago. It's like, we've heard this before, we've heard someone say this, they broke our hearts, and they moved the football team. If they move the Baltimore Orioles to Nashville, which is the, that's the place I've heard is Nashville. Mm-hmm. They're never going to be allowed back in the Baltimore or into Maryland ever again. They could be killed if they ever move the Orioles because the Orioles are such beloved by so many people, generations of Orioles fans. Um, and there's a legacy, there's a history there. You have this beautiful ballpark in downtown Baltimore. And 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 they got a good young team. 
yes, they're in last place, but my God, when, you know, they, they can play with the Yankees. Like they, they've beaten the Yankees multiple times this year. This isn't a pushover team. And once John Means comes back next season, I wouldn't be surprised if the Orioles are in a position of maybe, maybe a wild card. Maybe. I mean, they're, they still got the toughest division in all of baseball, mm-hmm. right? You'll have the Yankees still. You'll have the Rays that seem to keep, that keep winning. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Jays are young. They have probably probably one of the best pitchers, if not the best pitcher in the American League right now, in Manoa. Right. So, I mean, they're in for a tough, tough chore. Now, the saving grace is that the schedule gets balanced again next year. Yeah, it does. So Baltimore won't have to play the Jays and the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Orioles 19 times, or the Rays 19 times. Right. So, I mean, if, you know, if there are listeners, and, and we do have listeners that are Orioles fans, who are fan of jumping off the ship, I'm saying don't. Don't do it right now, because... I mean, it's like, yeah, they're not going to make the playoffs this year, but they've got something going on right now, and they got a terrific minor league system. And if you give them a couple of years, they're they're going to be in the mix. They will definitely be in the mix. Yeah. Well, they will, right? I mean, it's been tough. I mean, the last good season is twenty sixteen, mm-hmm. and then they we all know what happened to wild card when they didn't bring in Zach Britton to pitch to. And a fan threw Encarnacion, the beer. And the fan threw the beer, and that place went nuts, and Encarnacion walks him off. And, you know, and since then, it's been it's been a tough go. I think they've won, what, 200-some games out of 600. So, yeah. you know. But that's the fun thing about baseball. You never know. It is. It definitely is. Right? I mean, get that Chris Davis contract wiped off i think they've deferred a bunch of money so i mean you'll be paying them for the next 20 years mm-hmm. so at least, it's, <laughs> at least it's not the bobby bonilla deal yeah <laughs> at least they don't have to pay him a million dollars every year on july 1st for like 15 more years which that's oh, crazy man. which oh by the way how are you going to spend bobby bonilla day on july 1st <laughs> I'll be flying back from Mexico. <laughs> it's Canada Day, so that's how we celebrate it. Yeah, you go. We all get the day off. Canada gets the day off to celebrate Bobby Bonilla Day. I, when does it? it what? Let me see when it lands. What day it lands on this year? Oh, it lands on a Friday. On a oh. Friday. Oh well, I'll be so on summer vacation. Long, so it's a long weekend for Bobby go. Bonilla Day. So. We will celebrate. Bobby Bonilla Day, Canada Day, and then the 4th of July a few days later? Can't ask for anything yep. better. Nope. All right. Um, real quick, want to talk about the NBA and the NBA Finals. Uh, the Warriors won a key game last night, Game 5, up three games to two. Game 6 is Thursday night in Boston. And uh, let's just say the Boston fans really haven't been the nicest people as of late. No, I've been reading things where Warrior 
where warrior personnel that employees had to, had to take off their gear, like their shirts or whatever, because they're getting harassed so bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, when does it get to a point where it stops, where people say, you know what, we're an embarrassment to the league, we're a joke to the league. And Boston fans, I mean, all over, all the sports for them, I think, is taking a hit because of it. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, that really the Boston, I mean, the Celtics fans have been the worst. I mean, they're throwing stuff on the court and or off the court to players and yelling up 70s into uh, the players and chanting, and it's just been, I don't even, I can't even, I can't even pronounce a word of to what it would be. Right. I, I don't think we'd even you know? want to try. Um, no. Look, here's the thing. The Boston Celtics, you can make the argument, them or the Lakers, are the most important franchise in the NBA. They have the history, the lineage, the players, the championships. They have 17 banners raised in their arena. I think sometimes, and and this goes with certain fan bases as well, Yankees, talking to you when I say this, where when you've won so many championships, you kind of start to have this arrogance about you and you kind of feel like you are better than everyone, and it's like everyone is underneath you, they're beneath you, and then you could say whatever you want and you're not going to get in trouble. That's kind of the feeling I get here with Boston Celtic fans at this time. Not all the time. And it's going to come to a point where if something happens Thursday night, which I'm, I'm really hoping nothing terrible happens Thursday night, um, there's going to be some big trouble. And the NBA yep. is going to have to do something about it because we've seen as of late, and this has been going on the last year and a half, the interaction between the players and the fans have not been that good. You could make a case that it might be at the lowest it's ever been. Yeah, it's disgusting behavior. I mean, what you know what you're going to have to do? You're going to end up having to do it like hockey style and put boards up and put plexiglass up and put netting around it. And, you know? And, and like I said, it's not just the fans. It's the players also. Because some of these players, like there's a video of Kevin Durant where, you know, he tells someone to go F themselves or shut the F up. You can't be doing that. I know you're trying to defend yourself, but, you know, you're part of a league. You're an image of the league. You can't be saying this stuff. And I know they're trying to defend themselves, but for goodness sakes, it's going to get to a point where it's going to end up where someone's going to get hurt or sued or worse. Well, I mean, you look, the one guy threw the kid's cell phone and someone touched Chris Paul's mom, and it was... I mean, it is. I mean, the, it's going back and forth. I mean, football, you know, players will say stuff to the fans, but it's, you know, they have security there. Mm-hmm. Here, there's nothing to stop these guys from from running or throwing stuff onto the field. I mean, again, look at Yankee Stadium, right? We're in the in right field where they threw all those beer right. cans. And, right. you know, I mean, 
it's going to get to a point where there's going to be a net all around. And you're going to have to watch the game through a net. And then, and then when people start to complain about why there's this giant net over there, it's going to be like, basically, we're going to be here being like, it's your fault. You guys couldn't keep your mouth shut. You know. Yep. Just couldn't do it. I mean, we don't want to get to the plate. We don't want to get to the point that we, what soccer does, where they're firing fireworks onto the field and chasing refs and all the rest of that stuff. You know. Because like, and and I'm glad you brought up the nets, because I think we should make this clear real quick. Because yes, the NHL does have nets up, but it's for a completely different reason. It's because of how fast the pucks get shot and they go into the crowd because we had a kid that was killed many, many years ago from that. And yeah. And they never wanted that to happen again. So that's why they have the nets up. It's not because of the fans. It's because of one accident that happened. And, you know, thankfully we've never had that happen since. Yep. And the way baseball or way hockey's got set up is it's tough for them to get fans onto the ice anyways, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, and for the most part, I mean, Florida will never have a ride from their arena because no one shows off. You know, we're, we're thankful for that. Yeah, and I've already been asked about why fans. <laughs> <laughs> Just walk around. Yep. yep. And the play is going. Yep. <laughs> so... I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting. We'll see what happens. I mean, I bet you one day you won't see people sitting courtside. See, that's right? the other thing. And that's something that just kind of irks me is because I remember, and I'm sure you do too, even though you're not a big basketball fan. Back in the day, it would be the team, like the, the team bench would be by where you check in. And then you have the fans. Now it's the other way around. It's like the fans are by the by the check-in, you know, the timekeeper's place, then the players. Who came up with that decision? That was a stupid decision. Money. Benjamin Franklin came up with that one. Well, to get his, more money. His image did. Yes. <laughs> and, I mean, you look at things like, you know, you look at Chris Paul, who's, I think, was a wife and mom or somebody was... Oh, God. That was, was so... Touched. I mean, mm. I think there should be some sweets that, okay, you know what? Here's all the players' parents or players' wives or players' kids all go to these sweets, right, to watch the game. I mean, you make enough money as it is. You don't need to have them sitting with their with the rest of the fans, and, right? Especially and here's, in a hostile situation. Here's the thing, and, and I'm glad you brought that up. It was a punk kid who said that. It was yep. a... It was a, probably a snobby punk kid who were making those derogatory remarks to Chris Paul's family. I'd, oh, see, if that was me in that situation, I'd have probably gone and kicked his ass. Yeah. And mean, ass is my a curse kid, word, folks, by the way. Ass up. is not a curse no. word. No. So, if it's said on The Simpsons... It's the in family the family guy. It's allowed here. It's in yep. the Bible, so <laughs> I, I I still have yep. my my free curse card 
for the year. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm proud now, of myself. We've gone halfway through the year and I haven't used it yet. And I haven't used mine for the last four years, so I built up mine. I got four. I know, I know. But anyway. But you know, I mean, if if that was my kid doing that, you know, he's getting, right? He's getting a lesson in respect, too. I'd have a long talk with him. You know, I mean. I'd be like, what the hell are you doing, number one? And then I'd be like, what did you say? And then I probably would ground him for a long, long time. Yeah, because there's no respect. No, there's none. That's the problem. Okay, I know. I'm, I'm going to go on an old person tirade, but it's true. <laughs> there is no respect with young people today. You see it everywhere. Teach your kids how to have some damn manners. Yeah. And I don't want to hear this, well, you know, my kid, blah, 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 blah. You know what? Yeah, you're responsible for the way your kid acts, you know. Yep. So, enough's enough. You brought him into this world, you can take him out. Just remember that. Yep. Give him a good old ground and give him a spank and whatever. We're not allowed to do that anymore. No, 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 because Child Protective Services will be called in. Yeah. They'll be considered monsters. Ugh. Uh, anyway, um, let, 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 let's switch from uh, how to raise children to uh, <laughs> to the NFL and uh, Deshaun Watson. Just when you think he's out of the blue, here comes yet another woman to say that Deshaun Watson did something inappropriate because the number now from what I understand is at 24. Yep. And there could be a couple more. 20. I think there's 26 now. Yeah. I think there's two more coming. I mean, the Browns right now, I mean, you, you get rid of his contract. That's 196 million dollar dead cap hit and how much Plus did they pay for him yeah two first rounds uh, i think a second third i mean texans already used a couple of those picks and you got baker mayfield in there that you've pretty much annihilated he, he, he doesn't want to be there basically yeah he he basically you know does i mean not want to be there and i nope, honestly and- No, I was going to say, I, and I don't know why, you know, like, I'll, I'll defend Baker on this. Baker Mayfield was one drive away from taking you to the NF, or the AFC championship game. Not this past season, but the season before. And after, I know he didn't have the best season in the world, but... Come on, you got to give him another chance, I think. Well, I mean, when, you, when you're when you the Cleveland Browns, you don't get patience is not a virtue anymore. Yeah, that's true. Right, it's let's get things going. Let's We want to win now, right? We're in this situation. I mean, you got Miles Garrett. You got Murray Cooper this year. I mean, you got Nick Chubb. Right, you got some guys that you can, that can play the game. 
it's just like you were that close to beating the Chiefs in Kansas City in that playoff game. Yep. Like you had them beat. And then they come back, win this game, but they still could have won that game. And then a year later, you see your arch rival, the Bengals, do what you could not do. And basically, that gets them to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, you got still the Ravens, still the Steelers. And and then you got the Browns. And I mean, you know, they went made that move for Deshaun Watson, which, again, I don't think we'll see the field this year. No. Right? I can't see it. I mean, the NFL's got to do something. NFL's not going to do a darn thing. Well, the Texans are now getting sued as well, so we will see what happens. Sue everybody. <laughs> yeah, you know, and old Dan Snyder just sits back and just smiles right now because the limelight's off him for now. Yep. And you know, we kind of have to suffer still. Yeah, but it won't be long before it goes back to the to the Commanders or right. Yep. Well, I mean, it, it was on us for like a day last week when um, Jack Del Rio made the comment about January 6th saying it was a dust-up. Yeah. And, and, and I'll, I'll say this because it's been about a week. I, I didn't see the tweet, but I did read like the – I did see the comment in like uh, online and stuff. I understand where Jack was coming from on this. I, I And I think a lot of people do. But that's one of those things that he should not have said. No, you want to, especially as a coach, you just kind of stay out of that limelight. Yeah. yeah. You know. Although, to be fair... He did apologize that same day. Yeah. So he 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 learned his mistake. He got fined a hundred thousand dollars, and that's really the end of it. And hopefully, you know, he'll talk with the team and be like, "Hey, I messed up. I I got rid of my Twitter account. You know." Yeah. Time to move on. Yeah. Because, you know. He learned his lesson. Other Look, there are a lot of people in this world who don't learn their lesson. And by the time they do, it's too late. Yep. Here, Jack Del Rio learned his lesson. Yes, he did. And then and he apologized, like you said, and he moved on. And we'll see if the – what the I don't think – I think the players accepted his apology. And it's – right? And now it's – it's time. So it's, yeah, because you're in you know mini camp right now. You're close to it. Yes. So, but which brings us to the greatest thing that has come across this week in the NFL. That's Aaron Rodgers dating a modern witch. Excuse me. Have you not read that story? No, I have not. Oh man, this is so. It broke here this past week. I will, here, just let me bring it up here. Yeah, I, I need to see this. 
Yeah, it's right now. I'll bring it up here. Get this, the phone going. Because, yeah, a lot of people are like, huh? You know, and it kind of makes sense to why he didn't take the vaccine, why he said he did herbal stuff for mm-hmm. COVID. And, you know, because it's storming outside, service is slow today. Dale Rogers! You're marrying a witch! Are you dating a witch? Okay, so yeah, so it says, you know, he's, what is it? So her name is Blue of the Earth. She is a witch. <laughs> oh my God. I am serious. <laughs> Though she has denied that she's a witch. I, it's, that is her name, and that's who he allegedly is dating right now. So that is the big NFL news of the week. Oh, my Lord. I mean, you think if you're Aaron Rodgers, you might want to stay out of the limelight. Okay. All right. right. First off, if the story had just been he's dating someone new, and her name is Blue, uh, that probably would be the end of it. Yeah. But to go on and then to be like, oh, her name is Blue of Earth, and she's a witch, allegedly. I'd like, come on. And wasn't he engaged to his previous girlfriend at one point? Yeah, and he was. And he dated Danica Patrick and... A few others, and he's gotten he doesn't hang out with his family and just everything that's going on. And, and now, this all right, I want to I, I want to say something to any Green Bay Packer fans that are listening to this at this time. You had better hope that Aaron Rodgers does not dump this girl during the regular season. Because if he does, you guys are going to end up on a four or five game losing streak because of this woman. There will be a curse. Yes. So, yeah, so, I mean, obviously, Bear fans, Lion fans, Viking fans have been like having dumper, fun with this. Dumper, dumper. You know, so, but I mean, he, each to their own. If that's what you think, you... I mean, I mean that keeps you against, going. I obviously we got nothing against witches, you know. Nope. But still, it's kind of like you dump her during the season, you're gonna lose four in a row. Yep. <laughs> and you might go off a freak injury. Seriously. So, no, that was one of the breaking news for the NFL. The other one was Russell Wilson wanting three hundred million dollars. Now the Broncos have been sold. Yeah, to the heir to the Walmart company. Yeah. He'll probably get a good discount on uh, albums that are supposed to have the parental advisory label on them, but they don't sell those, so he'll get, like, all the clean versions of it. Yep. (laughs) 
And for three fifth, I mean, three hundred fifty dollars with Wilson. I mean, you're going into Denver now. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. Oh man, <laughs> probably get a good twenty percent discount off of everything. Just be like, yeah, uh, be like, hey, just uh, give me a sec. Give me a second. I got someone at the gate. I'll be right back. All right. Well, while while DK's or uh, JC's doing that, yeah, you know, I I, I think uh, everyone in the Denver Broncos, once the deal is made, uh, they're gonna get a twenty percent discount off of everything as long as they're with the Denver Broncos. And then when they leave the Broncos organization, they lose the discount. Or if they retire a Denver Bronco, maybe they'll get a 40% discount. So, like, Peyton Manning could get a 40% discount since he retired a Denver Bronco. I'm, I'm, I'm sure John Brown knows Elway's getting, like, a 60% off deal at Walmart. Because, you know, John Elway's the biggest Brown noser butt kisser in the National Football League. Um trying to think who else um maybe mike shanahan maybe he gets a discount at walmart now um trying to think who else see if von miller hadn't been traded i think he'd get a discount but he probably will not be getting that discount now terrell davis he will get a discount Terrell Davis will get a discount from the owner of the Broncos. Be like, hey, you led us to two Super Bowls. I'm going to give you like a 30% discount. So that, that, that's what will happen, folks. That's what I think will happen. Instead of the $300 million that Russell Wilson wants, he'll get a 20% discount at Walmart until he's no longer a Bronco, unless he retires a Bronco, and he'll go to 40% off. So... Oh, boy. Um, we're going to talk about, in a couple of minutes, the Stanley Cup Finals, which starts Wednesday. It's going to be a very fun series, I, I do believe. Um, so we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Um, let me, I'm looking up if we had any other interesting sports news to bring up. Um... Next year's uh, Madden game is going to have John Madden on the cover. Very cool. I think I will end up getting that, actually, because normally I don't get Madden, but if John Madden is going to be on the cover this year, I think it kind of makes sense to buy it, to be like, hey, this is a collector's item of, you know, someone that meant a lot to a lot of people. So I think that's what will happen there. Um... Let me, I'm, I'm looking for anything else here to discuss. Um, I don't think we have anything else really to discuss. I mean, the Triple Crown already happened. Um, the Belmont was this past Saturday. Um, Monocle won. Nest finished second. Really good race. Rich Strike finished sixth, but it was a respectable sixth. So, you know, he didn't do that bad. All right, Hello, I'm back. Yep. All right, there we go. So, uh, let's talk about the Stanley Cup. 
it starts tomorrow night. The Tampa Bay Lightning looking to three-peat, which has not happened in 40-plus years. That'll be taking on the Colorado Avalanche. Yes, uh, it's the first time in a long time that two team names don't end with S. Yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to look up the first one. Yeah, uh, that'd be a tough one. If anyone knows, please let us know. Yeah, it's got to be something with a, a number in there. Baseball or basketball? I I don't know, but all right. So uh, the Stanley Cup Finals. It, it, this is going to this is going to be a really good series, I think, because. Um, Colorado has been far and away best team in the Western Conference all year. They really have. And with Tampa, they, you know, like we said, they've won the previous two. They have just been impressive after they, you know, had that seven-game series with Toronto, where, honestly, they should have lost that. Tampa should have lost that series. But we know what happened. Yes. Um, and then they went on, you know, they swept Florida in four, and then after they stumbled out the gate against the Rangers, came back, took four in a row from them, and... They're, you know, in this position. Pardon me. They're in this position to do something that, like we said, has not been done in about 40 years. And that is win the Stanley Cup three years in a row. It has been done since... The Islanders, mm-hmm. right back in the eighties. In the eighties, yeah, that's the last time it happened. Um, I mean, eighty to eighty-three. Where they we, won, where they won four straight. Yeah, we've had teams that have won it back to back, but we've never had a three-peat in forty years. No, but um, the three-peat ends this year. Well, tell me what you th- what you're thinking about with this series. I'm thinking that, uh, well, Colorado. I mean, defense. Everything looks even up, pretty much offensive, defensive. Lightning's got a better goaltender, mm-hmm. but I just think the style that that they play, Colorado. You know, they've been off now for nine days. We're looking at. I mean, I think the defense core for Colorado is better. Mm-hmm. It'll be the goaltender that might not keep them in. We'll see what happens there, but I just think... And, the, I mean, the Lightning, you think about it, right? I mean, eventually they got to be worn down here, being three Stanley Cups, playing to July last year and the year before, and now you're playing late to three playing July again this year. Mm-hmm. you got to wonder if eventually just, it just takes a toll on everybody. You know, in, in a way, these Lightning, this year's lightning they kind of remind me of 
the Capitals from 2018. And what I mean by that is the, the length of the series that they've had to play up to this point. They had a seven-game series with Toronto. Then they had the four-game, the sweep. Then they have a six-game series with the Rangers, which really could have gone either way. Where with the Caps, the year that they won it, they had six, they went six in the first round, six in the second round, seven in the semifinals to get to the to the Stanley Cup Finals, and then winning it in five. Where with the Avalanche, they won, you know, five games, four games. Like the, the, the one with Edmonton, that went four games. Like, I, you know, Edmonton, like we had discussed, they, they really never had a shot to do anything. Yeah, yeah. And where, and this may surprise you with what I say, where I think Tampa is going to have the advantage in the series is they're going to have the fresher legs. And what I mean by that is Colorado hasn't played, by the time they played Wednesday, it will have been 10 days since Colorado has played a game. Yeah. yeah. Tampa has had three, four days. They're going to be more prepared, I think, Tampa is for just being in the position of, hey, we're kind, you know, yes, we're tired, but our legs are still, you know, in a position of we can still skate, we can still go. Whereas with Colorado, I don't know if they've had as many practices leading up to this point. Yeah, and I mean, injury-wise, I mean, you get into the finals, right? Two Cadres back. Camper, uh, their goaltender, should be back. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean Tampa Bay had a four-game sweep and it took them two games to get up against the Rangers. Right. So, I mean, we will see what happens. And, and, I, and I think... You know, I think it's safe to say that Colorado is the favorite, but I don't think they're as big of a favorite as everyone is making it out to be. No, and I mean, it's going to be, it should be a good series. I think it'll go six or seven at least. Mm-hmm. But I just, I don't know. I mean, you watch Tampa. I mean, they, I mean, besides sweeping the Panthers, I mean, they went, like you said, seven against Toronto, could have gone either way. Rangers could have went either way. Mm hmm. You know, they've had some dominant performances. They've scored late. Yeah. Where I just think that they haven't played. I mean, Colorado's obviously a much better team than Toronto. Then Florida and the Rangers. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, they played tougher. I mean, they played in a tougher division, right? So, I just, I feel like they're a little bit better than what they have Bay of Lightning have played against. And I can see Colorado winning the cup and ending Tampa's dynasty and moving on to next year hockey that should start on the normal time. I, you know, I, I, I still, 
have this feeling that Tampa's going to pull this out. I really do. Um, I, I, I just think, you know, they, they've kind of become what the 49ers were back in their heyday, in their prime, where when you got them in the playoffs, they were almost unbeatable. Or when you had, like, Kobe and the Lakers in the early 2000s, they were almost unbeatable. Or the Yankees of the late 90s, they were almost unbeatable. Here, I think... Yeah, I guess we'll have to... I mean, obviously, the puck drops Wednesday. We'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, I think if if Colorado jumps out to a 2-0 lead... Like the Rangers did, I can't see Tampa coming back from that. Right. Tampa definitely has to win, win at least split the first two games, from even have a shot at. I think keeping their title. Now, if they win it, obviously they went through the whole season. They played 82 games, right? There wasn't much of a COVID issue, so they can legitimately say, "Hey, we wanted this year, you know, because they won it once in the bubble. Then they won it with the 56-game schedule, right?" Yeah. So I mean, they win it this year, as DK would always say. It's a then it's a legit Stanley Cup, right? Yep. You know, I mean, the other one, the other two are legit as well, right? It just happened to be in a in an era that we haven't seen in sports. Exactly. So, you know, now look at the Los Angeles Lakers. On the other hand, they won in the bubble and haven't done nothing since. Yeah. So I mean, that one we could put an asterisk to that championship. When it's all said and done. Be people that would agree with you on that. Yes. yes. And some people will be mad at me. <laughs> and I'm sure they are. And, you know. Yeah. I get used to it. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. I want to talk about one more thing. And then we will uh, wrap it up here. Because we had talked about it off air. Um, figure, you know, be the best time to talk about it now. Because I will be talking about this with DK a little later on because we have a, a recording later on today. But I wanted to talk with you about this. Um, for those that are not wrestling fans, Jeff Hardy was arrested yesterday and charged with a DUI. And the reason why this is a big deal, among other things, is this is his third DUI arrest within, I want to say, four years, maybe? I I, I might be wrong on the number, but it's been within the last number of years. And the situation is, because he did violate, um, the, this condition that he had after he had his DUI a couple years ago. There's a possibility that he could be serving a couple years in jail. Like, I, I've heard at least five to ten years. Yeah, because it's, it's huge down there. Mm-hmm. And he was, and I, and I, and I want to make this clear, he was scheduled to wrestle this Wednesday on AEW Dynamite, and it was going to be 
this big ladder match for their tag team titles. Obviously, that has been thrown out the out the door. That that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, Tony Khan, the owner of AEW, released a statement about an hour ago, hour and a half. And I'll read this. He wrote that we were able to resume contact with Jeff Hardy this afternoon. AEW does not condone Jeff's alleged behavior. We've made it clear to Jeff that we'll assist him in getting treatment for substance abuse issues, which he has indicated that he's open to receiving. In the interim, he is suspended without pay, and he can only return to AEW upon successfully completing treatment and maintaining his sobriety. Yeah, so, I mean, they can randomly drug test him whenever. Right. You know, things like that. This one, was, this one was alcohol. Yeah. Related. Um, like, his blood level was three times the legal limit. Yeah, that'll do it. Um, so... I'm, I'm gonna ask you this, because uh, our, our friend DK, he posted in one of our groups saying that he thinks his career is over now. How, how do you feel about that comment in general? Well, if he's going to jail, his career's over. Yeah. And I mean, you look at some of the other things that have happened with wrestlers and being in trouble with the law. I mean, you had this, you had manager Sonny get a DUI and killed somebody while driving. Right. You know, and it's kind of taken the the headlines. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's something that's, especially if it's the third one, where he will probably be put to jail. And I would imagine when you get out that not too many people are going to want to touch him then, right? I mean, you know, you're kind of trying to stay away from all the bad publicity. And, I mean, the, the AEW's had a pretty good run by the all accounts of reading reports yeah. from other people. Yeah. You know, and trying to keep it that it's... You know, it's conscious to decisions that people make that could hurt the image. Just kind of like the NFL does, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you don't want another Henry Ruggs III being related to being related to your your company. So, I mean, yeah, they'll go give him the help, and they'll. I mean, he might come back. They might say, you know, you've you've completed this. Here's the stipulations for the rest of your life. You will be tested, and if it comes back anything, you're done. I want to I wanna point out, before I get into my overall thoughts on this, um, John Moxley, formerly Dean Ambrose, about six months ago, came back after he put himself into rehab. The company didn't do it. He did it. He put himself in rehab to deal with his alcohol issues. And everybody, to a person, commended him, applauded him for basically saying, I need help. And it's never easy to say, I need help, or to admit I need help with something like alcohol. Um, I mean, I, I've known 
JC for a long time, and I've I've seen him drink, but he's very responsible. So I don't ever have to worry about him. Yeah. I don't have to worry about DK. You guys never have to worry about me because I hardly ever drink. I'll have a beer every once in a while, but that's really it. Yep. Am I disappointed about this? Yes. Obviously, I am. I I am disappointed with what happened with Jeff and him getting arrested. Should he be getting the sunny treatment? Because I saw a friend of mine, who, who I'm not going to name uh, out of respect because she's a good friend of mine. Because I saw a post yesterday asking, why isn't Jeff Hardy getting the sunny treatment? Where we were all like, Sonny needs to go to jail, Sonny needs to be put away for the safety of society and humanity and all of that. I'm going to give you two reasons why. Number one, Jeff Hardy is a male. He's a male. I don't like to bring this up, but he's a guy. And I do believe that more people will tend to give a guy a little bit of a leeway more than they will with a woman. And the perfect example to that would be Britney Spears. Look at the whole Britney Spears thing. Now, you know, she recently got married. And, you know, looks like things are going all right for her. That's one thing. The other thing, and this is where I think people are going to be more defending of Jeff than they are of Sonny. Well, actually, I, I have a third reason, but I'm going to say the second one, then I'll get to the third. Jeff didn't kill anybody when he got arrested. He didn't kill anybody. He didn't hit another car, didn't kill another human being, and then deny that he did this. Yeah. Yeah. Where Sonny who was on Twitter, I, I know she's currently in jail awaiting trial, is like, oh, you guys don't know the whole story, you don't know this, you don't know that, when the evidence is like so much against her that you can't really believe what she says. But the third reason, and I think the third reason is the most important reason, is that Jeff has gone to rehab in the past. He has gone to rehab many, many years ago. And I'm going to point back to the the incident in TNA wrestling. And I know there are fans that don't watch wrestling, so I will explain this this whole thing. And JC will know what it is when I say it. Jeff Hardy was going to main event a pay-per-view against Sting. It was going to be a world title match. Jeff Hardy comes to the ring and he's blitzed. He is off his rocker. He is on drugs. And he is stumbling. 
Like, I'm not even being funny. I saw this clip. I, I didn't see it when it happened, but I've seen the clip. This man should not have even been able to be in the ring. Eric Bischoff, who worked in TNA at the time, went to Sting and was like, look, get this done quick. He's in no condition to compete. They do the match. It's like 45 seconds to a minute. And, and Sting wins. And Jeff, I think he, yeah, he wasn't fired. But he was sent to rehab after. And he got himself together. He got himself together. He got off drugs. So I think with Jeff, what it is, is this is just one more demon he cannot beat right now. And that is alcohol. And I think he has to take a long, hard look at himself and be, hey, I have alcohol problems. I need to get myself together. Because, you know, I have kids. I need to see my kids grow up. I don't want this to ever happen again. He's got to do that. Not his brother, not his wife, not anyone else. Jeff has to say it to himself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and he needs to, you know, take responsibility and see what happens. I mean, there, like you said, there's a potential of jail. Mm -hmm. I mean, third time in four years. Well, there's yeah. a huge possibility that he might be in jail, which yeah. then you might not see him wrestle again, right? By the time he gets out. And it depends how long. I mean, you know, they're really cracking down on the states on it. I mean, if you, get, if you get impaired in the states, you can't even come up to Canada. And it, one more thing, and then, and then we're going to wrap it up. Um, it kind of, you know, with this whole incident, it now takes me back to that incident towards the end of last year where, you know, that six-man tag match uh, on the house show, and he leaves during that match. Now I'm starting to wonder if he was on something that night. You know, he said at the time, like, oh, I was tired and I was just done. And WWE offered the chance for him to go to rehab. And he was like, no, I don't, you know, I don't need to go to rehab. And that's why he got released from WWE. So now it makes me wonder, it makes me second guess, was he on something that night? We may never know. And, and we, yeah, we probably will never know, right? So but yeah. let's hope that he gets gets his demons cleared out and goes rehab. He's successful, you know. Probably will have to pay some kind of price for it. Yeah. Which you do the time, you know, do the crime or doing the time. So we'll see what happens in the next little bit. And I know everyone deserves a second, third chance, but it gets to a point where they say, okay, how many chances do you receive? Exactly. Right. Before you, maybe you do kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's what we're trying to avoid. Yep. Because, you know, like I said, with Sonny, she ended up killing a 75-year-old man. 
She's going to jail for the rest of her life. And she could be in jail for the rest of her life. Here, Jeff did not kill anybody, did not hurt anybody. He was just drunk. And that's all it is. Yeah, I guess time will tell. Yep, we'll we'll find out uh, for ourselves in the weeks and months to come of what happens. So on that note, that's going to do it for this episode. You guys, excuse me, can follow us on Twitter at JC Bill Sportcast, and you could join our Facebook group, the JC and Bill Sportscast, where we have over 300 members of our group, and uh, we post some interesting stuff up here and there, uh, all kinds of sports, pretty much. And also, we should give a quick plug to the new podcast that JC and I are both working on, along with our friend DK, The History and Legacy of Sport, the podcast, where we take a look each episode. Uh, We did our first episode a couple of weeks ago. We did it on the 1991-92 Chicago Bulls. Uh, The next episode, which I think, I I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to be at some point soon. More than likely, it's going to be on... Wayne Gretzky. Yes. Good old Wayne Gretzky. Yep. And I probably will post a funny song about Wayne Gretzky that I've heard on the radio many times (laughs) that I have on my iPod. Perfect. So, yep. So on that note, uh, thank you all for tuning in to the the, uh, JC and Bill Sportscast. Almost messed that up there. And we will talk to you all real soon. Yeah, you guys have a good night, and don't do what the PGA players are doing and running over to another tour. Yeah, don't take the blood money. Yeah. <laughs>